Coming up next on the Midco Sports Network podcast, we preview the 2016 North Dakota High School State Track and Field Meets with Fargo Davies head girls coach Rory Beal, Century's head boys coach Tim Jacobson, and Grand Forks Red River head boys coach Jeff Bakke. We have opportunities this year and in the years to come to be battling for a title each year. There'll be seven, eight, nine teams battling to be in that top five spot. All of our guys, they need to run uh, what they're capable of, and some of them need to do, you know, kind of run even better than that. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network podcast. Here's Alex Heinert. All right, let's go for another Midco Sports Network podcast. Recording this on a Thursday morning, May the 26th or as we like to call it, State Track Meet Eve here in North Dakota and South Dakota alongside Jason Andera. I'm Alex Heinert, and we are excited. This is going to be a fun hour or so of your time. We're going to get you caught up on all things North Dakota high school track. You know what? It it really does renew your excitement. Not that we need much more excitement in covering (laughs) high school sports, but this is the time of the year when it really does get fun for us because... You see the culmination of the whole season, and and I know you're excited. How are you doing today, Alex? Uh, good. Yeah, I mean, watching the weather a little bit closely, it looks like we are going to have a pretty high chance of some rain over the next couple of days, um, both in Bismarck and in Sioux Falls for the South Dakota State meet. So it's going to be uh, a little touch and go, maybe, but but feeling good, feeling excited, just getting getting our notes ready and those percentages uh, ready to go. have changed a little bit over the week, though, and mostly. Positively, yeah, for the, for the better. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot going on here at Midco, and we're covering a lot of you know spring sports as well. And we're all kind of just hoping for a little break in that weather. <laughs> and I know you're heading up to Bismarck this year. Uh, you've never seen the North Dakota meet, have you? No, I've not. No, this is my first time. Um, it has worked out in the past where we would always have something going on in South Dakota during the North Dakota State meet, and we've we've since uh, Joey Beltram who went with went for us last year to the state meet got so much great stuff, so much so much good footage and awesome interviews uh and now joey this year is going to the indy 500 uh, yeah. with his dad which is awesome and so he, he says he's gonna miss you guys up there <laughs> just so you know uh so um so i'm gonna do the i'm gonna do day one in south dakota on friday um at the class a's in madison and then drive from madison to bismarck that night and then just just soak it all in on saturday at the community bowl and i'm looking forward to it parade of athletes um four classes of awesome all taking place kind of in uh what, what i've been told again and what i've seen on video is a beautiful setting for a track meet it sounds like they really do it right up in north dakota and i'm excited to experience that firsthand yeah that'll be fun and as usual you're ready for the state track meet always being prepared that's the if you look over at alex's desk by the way and watching him get ready for this it's it's a mathematical thing of beauty uh rolling up the points figuring out the scenarios you love doing that, don't you, Alex? It's fun. I think it's just one of those things. When the heats and lanes come out on Monday afternoon of the week of state track, it sort of gives us the first legitimate glimpse into, okay, who who actually has made states? Where do they rank? A lot of these kids have, have qualified in, in maybe five, six events, you know, or, or three, four individual events, and then a ton of relays. And that then it becomes that battle of, like, what do what we... In, Put these kids in from a coaching standpoint. You get a much better picture once you see those lists of how this really is going to play out on the state level. And the, and the best way to do that, yeah, is to go through and add yeah. up. All right, if this is how it goes, if the top seed does run this time and win this race, and number two does this, what does that shake out? Typically, that doesn't mean that that's what's actually going to happen. That's what's so much fun about a meet when you get together and you're running on the same track under the same conditions and throwing and, and jumping. Right. 
all in the same pit. It's different than when you know this kid put this time up in Dickinson and this kid ran this in Fargo. You know that depending on the day, yeah. maybe your time is a lot better. It looks really good, but when you have the same headwind, when you have the same right. tr- surface, all those kind of things temperature, come into play. All, the, all that yeah. stuff exactly that can really level the playing field. And there's nothing better than running or throwing or com- competing against people head to head. That's when you figure out who really is the best, and it makes those projections look pretty stupid most of the time. But it, no, not not necessarily. Some of the time. It's not necessarily. You've got a better chance of getting your. Uh, calculations, right? I cover baseball. It's a lot harder. A lot more variables going on there. I kind of wish it was, you know, a little bit more like your sport where you can, you know, you can figure some stuff out like that. But uh, it's a little more clear cut. But track and field field is fun. Hey, we're going to cover both boys and girls, class A and B throughout North Dakota. Let's start the coverage with the class A girls. I know you had a chance to talk to a coach to kind of get ready for this, Alex, right? Yeah, Rory Beal, um, the head coach on the girls' side for Fargo-Davies, had a chance to sit down. He's in his third year now at the helm um, of Fargo-Davies, and he's done a fantastic job. He and his staff have really built this program up, and they were second a year ago, and now they're in great position, maybe, to take that next step and earn a state championship. And so we had a chance to speak with Rory earlier this week, and here's that conversation. First off, coming off a, a great meet, Last weekend, um, obviously at West Fargo, um, a 90-point victory to win the EDC. Just talk about that meet uh, last weekend and, and kind of what was what was going right for your team on the day. Well, there were a lot of things that were going right. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was a it was a moderately windy day, and so sometimes that impacts performance on those events that go around the track. And we had a lot of kids, I think, that just competed um, because obviously. The top six places are what advanced the state in North Dakota, and so the times matter, but that's not all that matters. And so um, I think kids really competed well. We had uh, we scored in 17 of the 19 events, um, and we've got state qualifiers in 17 of the 19. And so you know, one of the things we had we've been working on as a team is to just really be diverse, mm-hmm. and um, and so we had that on Saturday. And, you know, we had a lot of people step up. We had five school records. Um, and uh, oh, wow. so kids competed, and um, I think it, uh, it, it's a good stepping stone to this week's state track meet. Can I ask, how much emphasis did you put on trying to be at your best for that region meet? Like you said, obviously, this is a chance for these kids to move on to state, but also just to get some momentum going into that state meet. Was this a meet you really did want to win? Um, we put only moderate emphasis on it. Mm. Um, and, and in fact, we had uh, a handful of kids that didn't do a full slate of events that they could have. Sure. Um, because our plan is we work backwards from the state track meet and, and each other event, each other meet is uh, a building block to get to state. So um, we, we put moderate emphasis on the EDC and... Uh, while kind of talking about its importance to prepare us to kind of refine some of our skills. If we need to work on the mental part, well, we had a big meet where there's some good, good feel of pressure. Um, let's put some of the skills in place that we've been working on as a team so uh, we can refine them for this week. 
Uh, you mentioned just a little bit ago just about how this team is is so uh, diverse, I think was the word that you used. And I think that's when you look at your team this season and who you've got qualified for state and really where a lot of these kids rank. It's not just that Davies has great sprinters this year or great field kids or great distance. You've kind of got someone sort of in everything. Really good sprint team, really good hurdle team, really good in the throw, you know, good at, more, good, more good, good in the jumps, obviously, um, but then some really good distance relay teams as well. Has that sort of been another thing that you've been working toward if you want to have a shot at the state tournament? I mean, just to be this complete team? Yeah, you know, um, Bismarck Century has been the team to uh, to beat the last three and four years, and, mm-hmm. and the model they've used has been one of diversity. And so we count on everybody being on the top of their game, and, and so the more we diversify, kind of like investments, um, <laughs> if, something doesn't go, if something doesn't go well in one place, yeah. Um, we're, we're covered. And um, so that has, that's been a very intentional goal of mine as the head coach in the, in the three years that I've been there. And, and this year, it's, it's come to fruition. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's scary because we have a number of people that are um, near the top of the performance list, and they don't have, they don't have many places to go but down. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when you get to a state meet, it takes having people near the top of the performance list to, to really shine through. And I think our kids are ready to um, take the positive and um, see how they can score as many points and, and have some more PRs this week at State. Yeah. Um, you mentioned this team building, and last year, you know, a second-place finish in Class A. I mean, you know, Century still won the meet by over 20 points, but how big was that for your kids now going into this season to have that feeling like, you know, we could really not just compete and, and finish maybe in the top three, but maybe win this whole thing? How big was last year for this year's success? Um, you know, it was really big because in that point differential, we were winning the 4 by one and mm-hmm. would have dropped the baton, and it would have been maybe under 10 points or, or right around 10. And so I think our kids saw that, um, hey, we're, we're in this, and um, we, we have almost everybody that came back this year. And so it was a really important thing because ours is still a pretty young team, and last year they were a young team, and, and they got to feel what it was like to be at a state track meet. They got to kind of feel what it was like to be in the heat of battle. And I, I think we're a little more seasoned, and uh, our, our kids are a little bit older, although we brought in a lot of new ones. Um, and so we've got we've got that experience that can be passed on from the older kids to the younger kids, and and, and I think it's just that's an expectation that that we wanna that we wanna set as a team. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind, talk about some of the kids who really will need to have great meets for Davies to overtake Century and win a state championship this weekend. Certainly, uh, Rose and Roseland will need to perform um, in the sprints and the relays. And you know, if if we've got one Achilles heel right now, it is that. You know, we've got some kids that are kind of coming back, and we've had some kids that were dinged up, and, mm-hmm. and now they're going to need to go for seven or eight events over two days. And so Rose and Roseland are key. Um, Kylie Bergantine in the uh, in the horizontal jumps um, is key, and she's got a stronghold in the triple jump. Um, but there's a pack uh, right around her near the top of the of the long jump. Um, mm-hmm. Kaya Beal is going to be pushed heavily in the 100-meter hurdles. Um, we've got some new people, Haley Harland and Sally Corgo, who are near the top in both hurdles. We've got the, the hurdles are going to be really key for us because we've got three kids yeah. that are near the top in both of those events. Um, and then in the pole vault, a lot of things could happen, and we've got the fourth-best pole vault for a girl, Aliyah Kretschmann, 
Um, and then, you know, I, I can't miss Katie Bai is the defending state champion in the 800 meters. And uh, we need, so I've listed a lot of people. Um, and, but but there, are, there are a lot of people who are, are pretty key um, for us to hope to come out on top. Yeah. Well, I think that's right, though. I mean, you need a lot of people, I mean, to step up. If you're going to win a state championship, it's not just going to be a couple of kids having a good meet. You really need the whole team to kind of step up as, as, a, as a group on the relays and in those individual events. And um, one of the things I've noticed, certainly in my years covering track, is that it feels like you, you just kind of need some things to go your way and some fortunate bounces to happen. And last year, like dropping a baton, you know, that those things kind of can't happen if you want to take down a team that's so balanced like Century is, and looking at some of the projections, it's like a four-point gap. If everybody finishes exactly how they're supposed to, it's like 116 to 112. But, I mean, it's so tight between you two right now that it is going to be a kid overperforming in the pole vault or somebody that you know, long jumps better than you think they're going to, and that's going to be the difference. How, how nerve-wracking is that sometimes as you go into a meet, knowing it is just going to be a kid getting fourth instead of seventh or someone dropping down a few spots? That's going to be the difference. Um, well, you know, I think it can be. It has the potential to be nerve-wracking. You know, we try hard to have the uh, perspective of opportunity, um, and uh, all the kids on the team have some gifts they've brought, into, they've brought to the team, and they've obviously worked on them. They've harnessed those, and, you know, the hay's in the barn. This, mm-hmm. is, uh, this, is, this is our time to shine. So, uh, you know, we really try hard to think about the, the opportunity that arises in you know, helping kids be in the mindset of, um, you know, stepping out there, having a little joy, finding a little bit of fun, because everybody performs better when they can find some sense of relaxation and a little bit of fun and a little bit of joy. Uh, if we can find a way to do that, I think that'll get us in the right mindset. And, you know, uh, my job as the coach is to help keep kids loose so they can they can unleash the abilities and the skills that they have, and, and yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. Has that been the message this week? Yeah, the, the, joy, the, the message this week is relaxed and fast, relaxed and powerful. Everything's relaxed because uh, I think that has a, a physical component to it, but it also has a mental component to it, and uh, so we want to be relaxed and fast. For this Davies team, it's been, again, really fun to watch some of these kids and, and just seeing, you know, from a distance, just the performance lists and, and seeing how there have been so many kids that are having great years. And you mentioned the Gay Sisters and Kylie Bergantine going, what, number two all time in the triple jump and all these kids performing so well. And I think you mentioned it, too. This is still a pretty young team. I really can't think of many kids that are going to be graduating and leaving this team for next year. Uh, it's such a cool opportunity. It feels like for just to continue building something that could be sort of like a century-esque run where you win a couple of years in a row. Do you feel like you kind of are on the cusp of something pretty special with this Davies group this year? Yeah, we are. We are, and we'll have almost everybody back. And um, and I think it takes three years um, to kind of, you know, maybe instill a system that, that can perpetuate itself. And I feel like where there are kids... Uh, our girls take strength training seriously. Um, there's a lot of details that it takes time to institutionalize in the program, and I feel like they're there, and there's talent to go with it. And uh, I think we're, uh, we have opportunities this year and in, in the years to come to be battling for a title each year. There you go, Rory Beal, building a program at Davies. And we've seen that in other sports, too, with Davies, being a new school just five years ago, how they've really built up to become a power in a lot of different sports. And now track and field looks like 
it's going to be one of their sports. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you saw it with Davies football team a couple of years ago mm-hmm. winning the state championship. It sometimes just takes good coaching and kids to buy in, and that combination results in something pretty special. And that's what's happening on the track. And the Davies boys, by the way, are pretty good, too. There are some really outstanding runners on that side, which we're going to talk about in a bit. But this girls team is in great position to go and, and compete. And, and when you, we talked before the interview just about numbers and doing projections, and this, this race projects to be one of the closest of any class in either state just because there are so many good kids on that Davies team across the board and and same thing with Century too there are just a lot of different things in play that if everybody kind of runs what they're supposed to or it's going to be super super tight and um, Rory Bill has done a great job and the rest of his staff has as well and just getting this program so diverse and he talked about that a lot where you don't just have a group of great sprinters and maybe a couple of kids in the throws and that's it they really are solid from the hundred all the way through the distance events. They're solid in the relays. They've got a couple of kids in the field events that are going to help them a lot. I mean, that's kind of what you need to take down a team like Century. And it's it's in play this year that they could do so. Yeah, the depth and the breadth has really been the key to winning, and especially in North Dakota. And that's what Century has, right, Alex? Let's yeah. talk about some of the other contenders in Class A girls. Yeah, I mean, Bismarck Century has won five straight titles, um, which is a feat in itself. I mean, that's a tough class to go out and, and, and be victorious in. And they've developed a bit of a dynasty there under Nick Walker. And they beat Fargo Davies a year ago, 119 to 95 in the state championship. And um, that margin was extended a little bit because Davies had the top four by one team, dropped the baton, as Roy Beale said, in, in the final. And so that were 10 points that you miss out on. They ended up finishing ninth in that late in that so race. Close. But um, but this is a century team that uh, they don't have maybe as many kids that you can look at and say, okay, this kid's going to win this race or this kid's going to do a double in this event. Um, you, it used to be just a couple of years ago that they had the best sprinters and they had the best throwers and, and they would finish first, second, fourth fifth seventh in the shot put and that's all you need to really build up a huge lead and this year um the depth is still there they have a lot of kids kind of across disciplines but really outside of kelby anderson in the 1600 meters they don't really have anybody who's a particular favorite in anybody event. And Anderson's great, and she's going to be right in the mix in the mile and the two mile with some great kids with Maddie yeah. Shirley Fairbairn of Bismarck what a, and Carly yeah. Ackley of Grand Fork Central. That is going to be a great battle in those two distance races. Um, and even in the 800 as well, there's some really other good kids from different schools in the 8 that are going to compete. But um, Century's coming off a, a big win uh, in the WDA Region Championships. Again, they put up 217 points, uh, a robust 78 above Bismarck's uh, in second place. So, I mean, they're they're performing well, and they've got kids all across the board. They're going to be right there in the mix in every relay, and that's huge. They've got a lot of kids that are going to finish, you know, third and, and sixth and fourth in, in the sprints and in the jumps. And that's kind of what you need. And Davies, on the other hand, is a team that is built more so on. We have a couple of really superstar kids that are going to win maybe multiple events, but we maybe don't have as many of that second tier that are going to place sixth and seventh and give you those extra points but i mean davies has got uh rose and rosalind gay who are going to projected right now to go one two in the hundred um rose is is the top seed in the 200 and might win that one going away uh they've got katie by who's the defending 800 meter champion kylie bergenstein who set a new triple jump record this year 38 10 is just ridiculous that's number two all time she's going to be a a force in that event and in the long jump kaya beal um rory's daughter was the defending champ in the 100 meter hurdles she's projected to be right back in the mix again this year in that event so they've got kind of more, more kids that you sort of have heard those names and seen on the platinum leaderboard maybe than century has but this is going to be that classic battle of, of depth maybe versus star power and it 
you know, if, if a couple of those kids that are projected to get fifth and sixth don't for century, or if a couple of those kids from Davies yeah. who are supposed to get first or second, you know, do, that could be the difference. Or vice versa. I mean, that's yeah. Rory said it best when he said, we only have, technically, the only place we have to go is down on some of those. When you're projected to get first, you yeah. know, top seed, you know, that, that helps those numbers look a little better. But um, I, I think it's going to be a fascinating team race on the Class A girls' side. And I like I said, I think it's going to be super close. And it's going to come down to a couple of races and a couple of kids stepping up and having great days or other schools maybe coming up and and passing them as they go well before we move on to class a boys i just want to polish off class a girls a little bit what else are you looking for besides that team race between davies and century any individuals any other things to really point people to yeah we've got a lot of great individual performers from a lot of different schools a couple of kids chasing records um grand forks red rivers hannah arison in the high jump has gone five seven this year that's going to be a really fun competition between her and rachel schumacher of bismarck and blyther mantrout of bismarck all three of those kids have gone over five five or better this season uh that field event will be fun to watch as will the girls long jump um we mentioned kylie bergenstine um of davies Grace Emineth of Red River is just an eighth grader, but she won this competition a year ago. She has gone 18 feet 10 inches. That just in blows my jump. mind, by the way. That's crazy. That's second all time as well in that's... North Dakota. So, I mean, those those two are going to have a great duel in the long mm-hmm. jump and really in the triple, too. I mean, that's a pretty good triple jumper as well. So, that, that's going to be a lot of fun to kind of keep track of. I think um, the sprint race is going to be interesting if Davies can get this, this kind of ties in with team, but the sprints are always like the hardest to call just because it's an 11 second race in the 100 yeah. and kind of anything can happen. And we've seen, especially in North Dakota in recent years, that different kind of kids from out of the blue step up and, and snag a first place victory in that and or even a second or third or exactly yep. and that's, fifth, six, seven. exactly and i look at a kid like Kara hausler from bismarck who, who's who's been right in the mix and, and from the one through the four in years past hasn't got hasn't been able to get by last year it was ashley roan in her way and this year maybe it's going to be the gay sisters that are going to stop her from getting a championship but um but it's certainly in play that, that she could pull off a victory in any of those events and scoot some of these kids down um and honestly like i said we mentioned earlier but those long distance races in the 1600 and the 32 when you've got those three outstanding kids in Ackley and Maddie Shirley Fairbairn um, and Kelby Anderson. They've not run against each other a whole lot, um, and it, it's going to be fun to see them all on the same track competing. So, I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff to watch. I think there's going to be so many good races and so many good field events. I didn't mention, by the way, sorry, in the shot and the disc, history's going to get yeah. made. I mean, we've got a couple West of West Fargo throwers. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Akili Moten, especially in the shot and in the javelin, and then her teammate Keely Walker in the discus. Those two are some of some of the all-time best in the state and um i mean the fact that moton's throwing 47 4 this year in the shot put and walker's throwing 143 feet like these are just crazy numbers and it's uh it'll be fun to watch walker's a senior this is her last state meet moton is just a junior so she's got another year left but uh those kids are are really really fun to watch if you get a chance to sneak out to the throws do so it's going to be worth your while you too alex if you get a chance that's going to be hard <laughs> for you to cover that's everything. on my list yeah we're going to give it a but shot we'll, hey we'll, if joey beltram can do it yeah. We're going to give it a shot. Issued a challenge there. We'll see how Alex does when he comes back with the footage for Varsity Sports next week. By the way, we're going to have a full Varsity Sports next week. But we'll try to get as much North Dakota track coverage as 
possible. Let's move to Class A boys yeah. now. Team race. Let's start there. Again, you had a chance to talk to a couple coaches. Yeah, I did. Um, and I, I, we started off with, with the guy that is head of the reigning champs. Um, Bismarck Century pulled off a huge upset last year, breaking up that run of 11 straight titles for Bismarck High. And we had a chance to catch up with Tim Jacobson earlier this week. And here's kind of what he had to say about how his team's feeling right now and, and what they're looking forward to at state. Tim Jacobson, Bismarck Century. Well, first off, I want to just uh, start even starting with last year and, and with, with the win for Century over Bismarck after Bismarck had had such a long run, uh, winning the boys' Class A state championship. What do you think uh, allowed you guys to get over the top last season? Well, I think that's just um, you know, one of the things we always strive to do is just to get as many kids as we can to the state meets. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, the depth will, will carry us through to some good things once we get there. And... You know, just focusing on what we can control, um, trying to put our best foot forward and, and kind of let the chips fall where they may. Obviously, there's a little bit, there's some work to do this year as well. And, and it, this year, as far as, you know, the state meet is concerned, it's, it's a wide open game. And, you know, there's several teams that would be in contention um, for being at the top at the end. Yeah, and it feels that way this season, like you said. I mean, it's it's not maybe just a two-team race anymore where Red River has come up with, with some really good performances this season and, yep. and Fargo South is better this year and Davies is going to be in the mix. Um, do you think, does that make it, I don't know, as a coach, does that make it a little more stressful knowing that it's going to come down to one or two events and just, just how things play out, not just who wins or who gets second, but kids finishing sixth, seventh, eighth is going to make a huge difference? Yeah, and I think that's always the 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 challenge is to kind of try to put kids in the right spots and the right positions and, and, and just to let them have success, not only for themselves, but for the team as well. And, and that's always a challenge as a coach. And, yeah. and um, hopefully at this point in the season, we can, we can uh, take, take that next step forward and, and have a good showing at the state meet. I think um, one of the things that has got to give your team a lot of confidence is the performance you had in Dickinson this last week at the WDA region meet. Um, what a, a great, really from top to bottom, it felt like a pretty comprehensive win for Century going into state. Talk about where really went well at that region meet last weekend. Well, I think we're starting to get on the mend a little bit. We had some kids that were battling a couple little injuries here and there early on in the season, and, and now we're, we're starting to get our entire squad back. And heading into the, the last two weeks of the season, and, and uh, that certainly helped us at the region meet last week. Um, but like you said, moving forward, you know, once you bring all the teams in the state into Bismarck, it's it's really a whole different ball game, and and it's anybody's. You know, there'll be seven, eight, nine teams battling to be in that top five spot. You mentioned state being in Bismarck, and obviously it's been there for a long time. Do you think that gives you know Bismarck High and Bismarck Century and Legacy now just a little bit of an advantage, being able to have that on your home track? Well, I think being able to practice down there as much as we do, and and you know it always is nice to be at home, and and um, certainly having a, a high number of meets here at home throughout the season, you know, it help, helps you know the local teams as we head into the state meet. But much like in years past. I mean, certainly it's the state meet and other teams are going to come in and, and put their best foot forward and compete and get after it. And, and we certainly have to be prepared for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, with this century squad this year, you know, last year you had, I mean, got, you know, Jake Richter and Andrew Steinwand and guys that were going to win multiple events at state. 
this year, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it's a much more balanced team. And you've got some, obviously, I mean, Zach Sweep, you've got some great kids that are going to be up in the top and on the podium. But um, what would you say is the, the biggest characteristic of this particular version of the Century Patriots? Well, I think we just, we, we have a group of kids that, that work pretty hard. You know, they put a lot of time and effort into it. They, uh, they're multi-sport athletes. And, and so it, it, probably this year, it's just been the depth that we've had has carried us through at a lot of meets and just the number of kids that we have out and the number of kids we have competed, you know, are competing for us right now has taken us um, a long way so far to this season. But going into the state meet, we're going to have to have some kids step up and and take that next step forward. And, and, uh, and yeah, probably have a few surprises along the way to help us get into that, you know, try to be towards the top at the end. And so I would just say maybe our depth a little bit this year more than any other years, just kind of across the board, and, and hopefully we can have some kids take that next step forward this weekend. Do you feel like, Tim, that this – is there an event, like a particular battleground event between some of those top teams that you could see, you know, if someone gets first or second versus a fifth or sixth place finish, this, this could swing this thing? Any particular spot on the field or on the track that you're really focusing on? Boy, it's it's just really hard predict to predict. I mean, there are just so many events across the board, even in the, in the sprinting events, uh, to the to the distance events and and into the field events. And there's there's it's hard to name just one, but just across the board, it's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be a battle in in quite a few different events. So it's just tough to name one <laughs> with just one. <laughs> sure, sure, fair enough. Um, so with this with this statement now just a couple of days away, what's kind of been the message this week for you guys in practice leading up to state? Well, you know, much like in years past, it's just focused on what we can control. You know, uh, laid on laid on the line, not just for yourself but for your teammates as well. And you know, like you said, put your best foot forward and then let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And and hopefully for us that can be somewhere, you know, towards the, towards the top and and. Um, but like you said, there's certainly other teams in the state that are very good this year, and 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 we'll have something to say about that. Yeah, definitely. For example, let's say for you know you go through Friday and Saturday, and you you do happen to pull off back-to-back championships. What what do you think that accomplishment would mean to your team and, and to this coaching staff? Well, I think just for our kids and and the coaches that we do have here, we have put in quite a bit of time and, and effort and and um, to, to get to this point, but. Like you said, I think for us, it's just continuing, continuing to get stuff done this week and, and focus, at, you know, at for that last date meet of the year, and yeah. um, just try to put our best foot forward and, and just let the chips fall where they may. And hopefully, like you said, it's, it's kind of we'd like to be somewhere towards the top. I'm picking up on a theme there that that's it's just going to be you've put the work in throughout the year and it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Really quick, Tim, if you could just talk briefly about the, the group of guys that are leaving the program. Um, you've got a really great senior class. Talk about some of those kids. Well, and I think, uh, you know, even going back to last year, some of those kids stepped up and, and uh, started to pr- produce for us. But I think about guys like Zach Sweep, who this will be his fourth state, state track meet, and a kid that's worked pretty hard, multi-sport athlete. Um, you know, he's going on to run college track at uh, Morehead State and, mm-hmm. and play football as well. You know, guys like Max Cook, who's been a solid relay guy, is kind of started to bloom a little bit to the long jump area, just a little bit. And the same thing with a guy like Talon Stottinger, same thing. You know, he, he throws the javelin and, and has been pretty steady in the jumping events as well. And in the field, you know, Boston Swihovic, uh state placer last year in the discus, 
and uh, and the javelin, and and now he and the shot put, and now he's he's uh, taken the next step forward in those events as well, and uh, he's he's been doing a nice job for us in the three the three throwing events this year as well, and you know just guys like that, and I, I know I'm missing out on a, on a few other mm-hmm. ones as well, but um, you know those are uh, certainly some of those kids that have, have put a lot of time and effort into the program. And, you know, it uh, has been rewarding to see them have success this year. And we look forward to them having success once they leave as well. Yeah, it's been a fun group to watch. Yeah, the last couple of seasons. Um, really quick, Tim, with uh, obviously you're focusing more on the boys side of things. But on, on the girls side as well, Century obviously has been at the top of that podium on the team standings the last couple of seasons. I know that girls race is going to be maybe even closer, if that's possible, than the boys race in North Dakota. What what kind of sense do you get talking with, with Nick and talking with, with the staff? How are they feeling about their chances coming in? Well, I think they're they're are a lot like us. They have a lot of depth. They'll bring a lot of kids to the state meet. Um, they, they do, uh, on the girls' side, essentially do a tremendous job of coaching their athletes and putting them in the right positions to have success. And they do have that winning mentality. You know, they're trying to, to keep things rolling just a little bit. And, and I think, uh, you know, in, in the team side of things on the girls, you're going to have a team with uh, Fargo Davies that is very talented and has, has some depth across the board in multiple events. And, and uh, you know, on the girls' side of things, it should be, should be a pretty interesting race, to say the least. Yeah, should make for a fun couple days in Bismarck. Um, I should ask, how's the weather looking for this weekend? I know down here, we're based out of Sioux Falls, obviously, and down here we're supposed to be maybe a little bit wet the next couple days. Is that a concern up there? Well, you know, initially at the beginning of the week, it looked like it was supposed to be fairly nice, but now as you, I look at the forecast this morning, they're talking about a little bit of rain maybe on Friday, and then it looks like a, a fairly high percent chance of rain on Saturday, and so I think the rain's going to play into it just a little bit. Um, doesn't look like it's supposed to be overly windy. And so hopefully that, that R word <laughs> kind of stays away, stays away a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think the wind will be an issue. I don't think the temperature will be an issue. But you may deal, have to deal with a little bit of rain throughout the, the state track meet. There's Tim Jacobson. He's pretty judicious with the words, but uh, I'll tell you what. People look to them as the favorites, don't they, Alex? Uh, I, they do, and uh, I think he, you know, I think he knows that. And I think when he was going through that conversation, I mean, said all the right things. I mean, you, you yes. don't want to come out and just be like, "Yeah, we're going to just." Crush well, and it's everybody. not automatic. You it's saw not. that last year. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was last season. Bismarck was projected to easily win their 12th straight title, and I felt really confident about that. And we get to state, and Century had so many kids that were supposed to finish you know, 9th or 10th or 13th, and they end up launching themselves up into the top five in a lot of field events, and especially in the hurdles. And they just had so many kids step up and it's it's certainly in play that it could be the opposite this year where like a bismarck or a grand forks Red river could have the exact same thing kids overperform and, and have the meats of their lives at state which happens all the time you get that adrenaline rush you get the crowd behind you you get your teammates cheering you on and and that's that's definitely in play so oh. even though i think century is the favorite and i think tim tim is is certainly in a great position to go back to back here for for the Patriots, but uh, anything can happen. Definitely. Well, out west we've seen a lot of power, but there are some schools in the east that are going to try to put something together. That school out east has been this year Grand Forks Red River, 
And again, you had a chance to talk to the coach. Yeah, Jeff Baki of, of GFRR has been uh, great all season. Like, just really is. Jeff's one of those guys that has just kind of bought into uh, track and field on a, on a big level. It's in his first first year of being a head coach for the Rough Riders. And his team is coming off a great win in the EDC region uh, by, a, by a 10-point margin over Davies. Here's what he had to say about that victory and how this team is feeling going into state. Jeff Baki of Grand Forks Red River. First off, I mean, a great win at the EDC region meets uh, this past Saturday in West Fargo, a 10-point win over Davies. Um, just talk about how this team has really come together this season, and it kind of felt like culminated with such a great performance there. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks thanks a lot. It was it was a very exciting win. Um, it was our first uh, East region title since 2009, um, and uh, yeah, it's something we've been kind of building towards all season. Um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a goal for sure. Um, and yeah, we were fortunate enough to, to put it together. Um, we 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 kind of had some some good balance all around. Um, we had some guys step up that that hadn't hadn't done done so yet, or hadn't qualified, or kind of uh, came um, you know were relatively unknown and really uh, really had a great day. And that was that was exciting. That's always fun when you know something like that happens. Um, and then you know most of our 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 main top guys they all delivered as well. We had uh, you know we had one two finishes. Uh, in the triple jump, one two finish in the javelin. Um, uh, we had one one two five finish in the hurdles, the one ten hurdles, um, and uh, one five finish in the pole vault. And so, yeah, you know, kind of kind of the areas that we were hoping for to get some big points, um, we did. Um, and yeah, that was that was that was what kind of helped us pull it through. And then we had you know solid solid relays that kind of they've been you know um, consistent consistently uh doing you know pretty well all year we kind of had three fourth place finishes in the sprint relays and then we got a sixth place sixth place finish in the four by eight and so so yeah it was just uh, it was a, a great day it was very close obviously only 10 points and only 15 points that separated uh Sargo south at at, mm-hmm. at the third place position right, so yeah. um yeah so yeah it was it was uh we were fortunate to, to get the win yeah, it felt like, and you mentioned it a little bit, Jeff, just that there had been so many different guys stepping up kind of in different areas. Like you've got some kids, obviously, that are going to be favorites to win a state title, Devon Pope in the triple jump, et cetera. But it wasn't just like those star guys. It was kind of the rest of that team rising up to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We had we had a guy um, who in his first year out for the sport, he qualified in the pole vault. Um, we had a guy, same situation, a discus thrower who hadn't qualified before, first year throwing, and and he stepped up there. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just kind of fun. It was uh, kind of at the break, about halfway through, we were kind of sitting in third place. Um, but none of our our big events had 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 come yet. And then in a matter of about 30 minutes, um, the javelin, and the triple jump, the shot put, the pole vault, and the one ten hurdles all were right there. And all of a sudden, we scored about 80 points and in about 30 minutes um and so so yeah that was kind of fun to see it all unfold they were all kind of right by each other there and and so yeah that was that was great you know it was it was it was a lot of fun watching watching it all unfold you mentioned this is your first edc title since 2009 so it's been i mean that's seven years in between championships on the boys side you were seventh place at state a year ago what do you think has been the biggest reason for this red river team really rising up this season well, uh, they we have returned a lot of experience. Um, you know, there were there's a very large junior class, and a lot of those guys um, had qualified for state last year and gotten some experience. Um, and you know, the the seniors, pretty much all of them had been there as well. So 
uh, you know, we did return a, a strong group and a good group. And when we looked at the beginning of the season, when we kind of threw out last year's uh, EDC meet, when we threw out the seniors, um, you know, we, we knew we'd definitely have a strong group returning. So, you know, it's just guys that have been working hard and, and uh, they've, they've been there before and, and now it was, it was their time. So With the EDC title now, Firmly on the trophy case, <laughs> you can set your sights ahead to state coming up this weekend in Bismarck. And obviously, this has been a, you know, the last, what, 13, 14 years, it's been either Bismarck High or Bismarck Century taking home the title. Um, what would it take for someone like Red River or some of the other EDC schools or even like a legacy, somebody else coming up from the outside to maybe sneak in and steal a state championship this season? Well, I think uh, it's. I think it's. It's going to take uh, one. It's going to take a, a really good day. Um, mm. You know, all of our guys. They need to. They need to run uh, what they're capable of, and some of them need to do. You know, kind of run even better than that. You know, for sure, we need, kind of need to just have a, a, a great day. I'm not going to say it's not impossible, but uh, yeah, definitely. I think Century uh, is, is is the favorite, and they they just look so strong on paper. But you know, so does Bismarck, and yeah. and Legacy looks looks really strong as well. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll just have to see if, uh, if, you know, how everyone performs when, when the time comes to it. But, um, yeah, that'll be that will be even more exciting to see how things unfold next week. So You mentioned, obviously, the strength of this team and some of those individual events, like you mentioned, with, with Javelin, with, you know, guys stepping up in the pole vault, obviously the jumps. Do you, the hurdles, obviously, too, you guys have been so good at hurdles the last couple of seasons. Is there a particular strength though where, where, where do you see this this team where they really excel what what if you could define that for me what is it yeah uh i think i think 110 hurdles is is definitely our biggest strength um this is uh our you know our hurdles coach coach zimney he's been coaching this is his 42nd year of coaching high school track oh, wow. um 39th at red river so um you know he's 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 built quite the uh, quite the tradition and um you know that's we just have such a great group there so much depth um, and that's that's been so much fun to see all year. Um, and and the javelin with uh, Coach Tandeski, that's our our javelin coach, and he's he's another Hall of Fame coach who who has coached 28 state champions. So in in that event, so um, you know javelin 110 hurdles, huge events for us. Um, but uh, yeah, you know our what's what's fun this year is that we have you know we also have really strong distance crew. You know our cross country sure. team had a great season, and that's carried over. Um, and so. Uh, the jumps as well, obviously, with uh, with our triple jumpers, that's that's been a huge area. So the fun thing is that it's not just not just one event. You know, we yeah. do have a couple, uh, several different event areas that are they're doing really well. So. For this Red River team, now you kind of talked about as as a whole collectively, this group really just has to do what they're capable of and maybe a little bit more to move up on the podium a couple of spots. Do you think? Are there any individuals in particular? And you've got such a great group. Um, do you want to talk about some of those guys that really have been standout performers for you this season that could play a big factor in where Red River ends up on the podium this year? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, uh, Devon Pope uh, is he's the current you know platinum leader in the triple jump, um, and he's 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 had just a, a great year. Um, and and you know not far behind him is is a freshman Carlos Horcasitas, and he's had a fantastic season as well. He's really been impressive all year. Both of both of them have been so consistent in the jumps. Um, so. So I'm, you know, I think th- those those two are they're fired up. They're they are they're looking to to do well at state. Um, Ty Boucher has been running really well all year um, in the mile and two mile. Um, and then you know our our hurdlers, uh, Mo Kamara, he did uh, he was fourth at Howard Wood, um, and and he's been running well lately. 
um, as well as Tyler Ederson and, and Peter Wysocki right behind him. So those, all of those guys, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're looking well. Our javelin crew is also looking very strong with Daniel Pierce, Ty Ogren. Um, they just went one, two in the EDC. So I think that all of those guys, they're, they're probably the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest favorites heading in and they, they're looking to, to make the most noise at state. Do you think with, with the state meet coming up, and obviously the state meet's been in Bismarck, you know, forever, is there kind of a sense, and obviously they've had so much success out there too, is there a little sense of a little east-west rivalry? Give me the feel for that when you guys travel west and you go to state kind of at their home track. And what is that sense of hoping maybe somebody from your conference or, for, or yourself knocking those guys off? Yeah, there, there definitely is a little bit of a rivalry, um, you know, because we don't we don't see them very often. We see them about once indoors and only once or twice outdoors. So, um, you know, we, we don't see them very often, and and it's you're pretty much just kind of following their results on paper, and so you never never know. You see these times and these results, and you wonder, geez, what are they doing out there? Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, it's there is a, there is a little rivalry. So I, I think when sometimes when some Eastern Eastern schools uh, do well, or Eastern athletes that uh, some of the other uh, coaches are, you know, they enjoy that, and they there is a some camaraderie there. But uh, you know, in the end, everyone everyone just just wants to do well, and and everyone's out there. Uh, you know, it's it's for the kids. It's all for yeah. for the for the good of them. So, just a couple last things, quick. Um, this week in practice, and obviously coming off that championship, what has kind of been the message to your kids this week leading up to state? Sure. Um, you know, it's uh, one thing is that you know it's just we're we're not done yet. You know, we we still have another week, and we're just gotta uh, keep keep doing what we're doing, and and you know keeping things light, and uh, you know having a uh, just a fun attitude. We kind of wrapped up EDC with some awards and things yesterday, and and so yeah. But now we just gotta you know keep it keep it going and trying to keep things uh, as as normal as possible. You know, some some kids get get a little too psyched out as states coming up or anything so we're just yeah just trying to keep things light and and keep everyone's head head uh, head on straight and 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 get get through one more week so yeah one one more thing on the boys side um if you could finish this sentence for me it will be a successful state track meet for grand forks red river if finish that for me jeff Ooh, uh if boy um if you know, if if everyone runs, uh, I'll take the easy route. If everyone runs uh, to their capability and, and and you know just just gives it their best effort, you know, I don't I don't think we can place. I don't want to put a uh, some sort of number on our mm-hmm. team finish or anything like that because you know things happen. You know, you never you never know. But as as long as everyone runs runs to their capability, runs is you know leaves it all on the track. I think I think that's that's what we're looking for. So. Of course, good. That's a fair answer. That's probably what. That's kind of what I expected you would say. But that's that's good. You got to try at least sometimes. Um, and then, obviously, I know you're the boys' head coach, but obviously, Red River's got some great girls as well. Just kind of, if you could just give us a quick feel of what, um, how the girls' team is looking for state, and just kind of the expectations there uh, for the Rough Rider girls. Sure. I mean, they they you know they just finished third at EDC, um, and you know hoping probably hoping for 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 second there, but uh, you know sometimes sometimes it doesn't work out. But they. They have such a talented group as well. Um, you know, led by Hannah Harrison uh, in the javelin and the high jump, um, Grace Eminis and the long jump. Um, you know, they just have a, a real strong core of sprinters, um, and uh, mainly a young group, very young group. Um, only a few upperclassmen there. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think with <clears throat> with their with their uh, the quality they have, they're also hoping to you know to 
to kind of in, in, a, in a similar situation, you know, chasing some of the, the, the top teams like Davies and, and Century. But, yeah, you know, if things go well, they could really make a lot of noise too at State. So. There you go, Grand Forks, Red River, out east, one of the powers, but still probably a little bit of an uphill climb to see them catch you know, a Bismarck century or something like that. Yeah. I mean, realistically they're, they're kind of in that, that fight for probably third. I mean, if we're, if we're going to be completely honest, when you look yeah, at projection the, wise, the kids yeah. that they're going, yep. So they kind of project to be around 30 points sort of behind that lead pack. But like we just talked about, I mean, they, they have a lot of guys kind of like their girls team that have a lot of superstars. They do too. I mean, this is a team that, and again, Jeff just mentioned it, but uh, to see the things that um, Devon Pope has done this year in the triple jump, He's kind of emerged as the favorite in that event. Uh, they've got so many good hurdlers, and any one of the, any one of those guys, Peter Wysocki or any Mo Kamara, any one of those guys could do the double. They've got great javelin guys. They have a lot of these kids who should win events. It's just trying to round that out. And when you look at kind of the grid of you know we, we score go through and score the events, Red River, there's just a big gaping hole in the sprints. And the mid distances, they really aren't projected to get any points out of that, and and that's really tough to overcome when you're losing, you know, well, not when you're losing, but when you don't have any opportunity to score. Really, it would take something special for you to crack the top eight in the one, the two, the four, and the eight. That's four big events that you look at Bismarck and Century, and that's kind of when the, those two schools are going to make some hay. And, and there aren't many gaps for those two schools, and that's what has kind of elevated the two traditional Bismarck powers to this place that they're in now. They're kind of the favorite every year. Well, let's talk about Bismarck a little bit. We talked about Century, Red River. Bismarck, what do they have to do to kind of close that gap? Where are they going to have to shine? Uh, you know, I think for them, just like we talked about Red River having a lot of superstar kids, Bismarck does too. And yeah. I think, you know, for them, they need the guys that are supposed to win have to win and that's that's hunter johnson in the one and the two um and that's and he, he should i mean he's got better times than anybody else in the field in both of those events and he's been there before and has, has won these races before um but for him to step up and complete that sprint double it's it's going to be a guy like sam klosnitzer in the eight the mile and the two mile right now he's he's right there that's going to be by the way we're going to talk more about this in a little bit but his battle in those long distances might this just it might be an indicator of how this race plays out because he's going to have fierce competition from Hunter Lucas of Davies and Leif Everson of Williston. Those three have all been kind of going back and forth in the standings this year. And if Klausnitzer happens to win two of those events and get second in a, in a third, then all of a sudden, you know, now they're back in contention. Braden Thomas is kind of the same story in the throws. I think he's ranked second in the shot and in the javelin. And if he can maybe bump that second to a first, that's four extra points right there that's coming to your team. And you're knocking somebody else down the podium a little bit. And um, they, they have some good relay teams, but not not great. They're kind of projected to finish second in a couple of relays. But same thing. If you can take that finish that was going to be maybe six or eight points and make it 10 and Century doesn't win those races because the Patriots are favored in the 4x1 and the 4x2, all of a sudden that... 10 12 point gap that on yeah. paper right now feels like exists between Century and Bismarck all of a sudden shrinks up pretty fast because again the Patriots really just like their girls team only have a, two kids Max Cook in the long jump I believe and Zach Sweep in the 110 meter hurdles those are the only two individuals that are favored to win to any win of these anything, events yeah. but they've got good relay teams and mm-hmm. they've got a ton of depth and they've got a couple of guys when you look at Levi Rocky and Boston Swihovic in the, in some of the throw events who easily could win and go 1-2 in some of these or you know if the rest of the pack 
kind of picks it up and, and they there's just so many different permutations yeah. of this but um that's that's sort of how this this race sets up the old bismarck model of having six guys placed in the mile and then doing awesome in the throws and having guys in the javelin and having guys in in the pole vault and centuries sort of picked up on that model now and now they're the team that are going to place three and four guys in all these different events while Bismarck's kind of the team with the superstars. It's like literally the roles has reversed in just two years, and it's going to be fascinating to see how it goes down. Well, outside these fun team races, there's definitely some individuals we have to watch for. And, uh, you know, these athletes are performing at their best, and we hope to see some big marks uh, what are some of those marks you're hoping to see from from outside these top teams? Well, I think, I mean, like we kind of talked about, those distance races are going to be a lot of fun. Um, we saw earlier this season that Hunter Lucas and Leif Everson and Sam Klausnitz are all those guys getting into the top 10 all time in North Dakota in the two mile with some incredible performances. A couple of them in the same race, which is pretty fun to watch. Those guys are running, you know, 915s. I mean, that's really, really good on the high school level. <laughs> yeah. um, in the 800, I think we've got a great race where you've got Bo Brandon, who's a sophomore of legacy from legacy going up against some of the guys we just mentioned um, a guy like sam wilkie of st mary's hunter lucas of davies there there are and closets there's going to be right in that mix as well all those guys are going to be sub twos and everybody's really really tight i think that's what makes a great competition when you've got kids that are running great times but they're all running the same times everybody's within a couple tenths of a that's second that's when you really see the push and people are pushing each other yeah exactly and especially in a race of that distance so i think the boys eight's going to be fun in the boys four gabe meshke of mandan is kind of a step ahead but again there are a lot of these kids that can step up and make something happen in the sprints i'm excited to see what hunter johnson yeah. can do for an encore this year it's his last last time in the bismarck community bowl um that's going to be really cool to see play out and then honestly the throws i think are going to kind of make or break this competition competition um there are so many kids you know in the boys discus you've got three guys and we've kind of mentioned them already but alex talley of west fargo that's mm-hmm. favored in the shot in the disc and then levi rocky of century um who's just a sophomore and boston swihovic of century those three have all thrown 170 or more this year and they're all within an inch of each other i think it's 170 and six 170 and five and yeah. like 170 and three i mean it's just their best they're all pretty much exactly the same and i think uh when you get that like we talked about you kind of one up each other and that makes for a really fun competition to watch well that is the class a end of it but we've got a whole nother class to talk about and let's do, start with yeah. the girls let's go girls class b first of all the team race. What are we? What are we looking at here, well, Alex? This, yeah, and this was a race last season. Um, Carrington had been so good in Class B for years, and Hazen last season, after finishing runner-up a couple of times, able to move past them and, and and take a championship home last year in a big way, a big victory for the Bison, led by Dakota Wood, who just was so great in the hurdles and in the sprints. She's gone, but this team is still really good. Um, they have got a lot of kids that are going to place, especially in the sprints and in the hurdles and in the throws, and uh, they're they're fun to watch they're gonna have like five kids placed in the 200 with grace zimmerman uh a kid like stephanie ziegler who's so good in all their on all their sprint relays um there's just not a lot of chinks in the armor really for the bison this season and uh it could be um it's kind of one of those races that i think newtown who's got or i'm sorry watford city who's got some really good individual athletes um ricky lindley who's got a great shot to win the triple jump and the long jump kayla ogle that's really emerged this year as a young kid that's performing well the favorite in the 800 asha smith who won the eights and the mile and the two mile 
two years ago is back and is favored in the mile this season. So things could go right um, for Watford City and could make things really interesting. But nobody has the ability to score more, especially in the relays and in the sprints and then in the field as Hazen. Um, Hillsborough Central Valley has been a team that was a runner-up last year that's always really good. They've got some good kids. Gracie Wright has a great chance to do some special stuff this weekend. Uh, but I just think the balance and the depth of Hazen is probably going to be enough to pull them through for back-to-back titles. Anything else you want to talk about outside that team race? Or or do we... You know, a lot of times the individuals are on the teams that we're talking about here. Yeah. Is that the case? Um, the, you know, the the one girl that really stands out in Class B, aside from the ones that we've mentioned, um, Peyton Froelich, who did the triple last year, won right. the eight, she's, the mile, and the two mile, kind of took that mantle from Asha Smith of Watford City. Um, she's outstanding from MWL. And I always, Milnor... Winemere, Lidgerwood. Yeah. Winemere. Not Winemere. Winemere. Lidgerwood. She's great. We saw her run at the Dakota Relays a couple of weeks ago in Sioux Falls. And was right there in the mix, in the mile and the two mile, against the best in South Dakota and in Minnesota and in Iowa. And um, and again, for a Class B kid to do that. There was a great story that came out this week where they didn't really have a track. And she's just kind of running on the street and running. It's just, it's incredible to see. That that kind of talent just emerged from a small town like that. But she's going to be fun to watch. She's going to be, again, one of the favorites in each of those races again this time around. So she'll be one to keep an eye on. And then Kari Holhalter from Carrington, kind of, I don't want to say like the last great Carrington thrower, but um, kind of the last in a long line of a lot of success for Carrington over the years. She's got a great shot again to do the shot and the disc double. So just a couple little things to watch around in Class B. Excellent. Well, let's move on to Class B boys. Now, Last year we saw Newtown take the title, and they've got some of those components back this year. What do you see for the the team race here? Yeah, I mean the Eagles. Uh, you know, if, if you're familiar with North Dakota sports in general, I mean Newtown has just become and has been for a long time this great center for distance runners, and they've won ten of the last twelve state cross country meets. They were so dominant this past fall. I think their kids got led by Ryan Wheeling, who won the meets. They got first, second, third, fourth. And six that's as, how you get as it individuals. Done. That's how you get it done. <laughs> they won. I mean, it was that's incredible when you are sw- almost sweeping the podium, and um, that that same group transitions really well to the track. And there's no secret. It's no secret why they won last year. They had so many kids place in the mile and the two mile. Then and, and honestly, last year too, the fact that they had. Um, a little help in the throws made a big difference with uh, Elijah, Elijah Grady, Grady winning yeah. the discus and winning the shot. That gave them 20 extra points. Now, they're not going to have those points this year because Elijah's obviously graduated. They're now going to be so reliant on those three races individually, the eight, the mile, and the two mile, and the four by eight. And if you, you know, as we're projecting this out, that worries you a little bit because there's not a lot of margin for error if just a couple of those kids don't don't perform like they're projected to do, there's nothing really to fall back on. And I know, you know, Ryan Wheeling is, is fantastic and, and, and did uh, did a double a couple of years ago. He and Elliot Stone had so many great battles. Elliot Stone from Shiloh Christian that's running now for North Dakota State. Um, Stone got the better of him last season, but Wheeling's projected to win again the 1600 and the 32 again this time around and should be right there in the mix in the eight as well. But behind him, you've got the Chase boys and Jalen Chase and Joe Chase. Chase Hale is also going to be right there. All those guys, Robert White, I'm, I'm now just basically reading off the list, but there are like six kids that should place in the 3,200 and maybe five kids in the mile. And if that happens, I mean, that's that's going to be tough to beat. But 
If it doesn't happen, I think a, a team like Dickinson Trinity, um, who has got such great sprinters, Dawson Cram's a guy that's favored to win the one and the two this year. They've got great sprint relay teams. I mean, most of their eggs are in the sprint basket, so it kind of gives you this fun dynamic yeah. of what's better, long, having, a, having a great long-distance crew or having a great sprint crew. And if, uh, if, the, if the Dickinson Trinity sprinters win out and do what they're supposed to do and if their relay teams who are projected to finish first or second if they do what they're supposed to do and if Newtown slits up just a little bit it easily could be the Titans but we know that it's a probably a bigger if in the sprints than it is in the distance yeah, is that yeah, right exactly yeah I think so I mean that just anybody because I think when when you look at some of those guys from Dickinson Trinity they're only fractions of a second better right than this this group especially this group from Delac Burlington Lewis and Clark, which sounds kind of like a coat factory and kind of like this, you know, this explorer <laughs> expedition, which is great. Uh, but they've got some guys, Josh Knudsen and Mark Medallin are, are right behind that Dickinson Trinity group. And it's not out of the question. I mean, Dawson Cram won the 100 last year by milliseconds. I mean, it was as close as it could possibly get. And it's not out of the question that you could see the same thing where you could get first or you can get fifth and run less than a tenth worse right. than you normally would. So I think that's why in the show last time we picked we picked Newtown yeah. to move on and, and to win back Safest to back. pick for sure. It, it feels that way. But um, but again, there are there are a couple of really good teams in Class B. Like I said, Dickinson, Trinity, the Lack, Burlington, Lewis, and Clark that could easily have a great meet and step up and take the title. Well, are you ready, first of all? Are you ready for the trip? Because you've got, like you said, you're going to split your time a little bit in South Dakota, but you're going to hit that North Dakota. You're going to be ready to... Uh, Get everything that you can possibly get while you're up there. Yeah, it's going to be today's going to be a great day just to sort of map out okay, what, what's happening at what time? What do I want to make sure we yeah. get footage of? And, and so it's a surprise too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like just shooting track and field. You're just trying to, you're trying to listen and you're trying to watch and see what's going on because who knows, you know, kids that were supposed to have only jumped 14 feet in the pole vault, all of a sudden yeah. they're going 15 and you got to get over there and make sure you catch that. Or someone, we had that in the high jump last year. It's, it's exactly same thing. And, and Joey captured it as Nolan Hovland of rugby goes six eight, and he wasn't supposed to do anywhere yeah. close to that. And uh, we keep talking about it, but our boy Joey Beltram was right there to capture it and then interview him afterwards. Yeah, uh, you guys don't realize how valuable <laughs> it is to have a cameraman who is adept at moving from event to event oh, in track and field. So it'll be it'll be fun to try and get all that figured out today. And then, yeah, I mean, just, just paying attention on Friday and seeing what yeah. goes down as I'm announcing a meet in Madison for the Class A's and shooting. It's going to be a, kind of a crazy couple days, but, um, but it's going to be a blast. And I, I really am excited to get up to Bismarck and see what goes down. Anything under the radar that uh, folks might... I don't know that you can give them a little hint that something crazy might happen that uh, you you've maybe seen form throughout the last couple of weeks or months. Oh boy! I mean, I that's I, on the spot. In the time yeah, now, no. But um, sometimes that you, you get a little feeling like somebody's peeking at the right time. Something weird could happen. I don't know. Have you, yeah. you come across that at all yet or not? I mean, I I just think that there are going to be so many great individual races, expected and unexpected. That I, th- th- yeah, I would say if you're a fan. Don't get up. Like, plan your bathroom breaks <laughs> and your concession stand breaks accordingly. Like, don't think, okay, my my kid or, or my nephew or, or my, you know, my team's not running in this race. I'm going to go and, you know, go get some lunch someplace. Stick around. I mean, and just take this all in. And it, it really is special to see these kids go and get to perform for state championships. And it's just, it's a different 
situation than going to a state basketball tournament where you know it's going to be one of two teams that's going to win. I mean, this is, you know, you've got four cla- two classes, obviously, and, and d- four classes total when you throw in the different genders. And so many teams have a shot, and especially in the Class B side, to pull this off. And so many individual kids have chances to be state champions. There's just no other sport in the high school level that provides that kind of opportunity for so many kids to go home winners. And there's, there's, you just, you just don't know when something special is going to happen. And some of my favorite moments from last year just included like these great finishes, like in the girls 800, when you've got Katie by of Davies and Maddie Shirley Fairbairn of Bismarck, just running side by side down the stretch. And Maddie Shirley Fairbairn is going for her third title. And she like lunges over the line and, Katie by just gets her by I mean tenths of I mean hundreds of seconds yeah for the victory and same thing with Kaya Beal from Davies in the 100 meter hurdles like not expected to win runs this great race and as as I think as an eighth grader eighth grader or freshman last year I mean not not expected to do this finishes and just the look and we captured it perfectly the look of just so surprise and excitement on her face as she crosses the line and seeing what weird hairdo the century boys are going to do is it cat scratches this year are they going to go with (laughs) lightning bolts there are just so many goofy things that come it's up it's going to be man buns it, it really is I'm, I'm super looking forward to it so yeah. it's going to be awesome to experience it firsthand well good luck to all the athletes all the coaches all yes. the fans everybody who's going to take this in this weekend it is going to be tremendous and we love covering it make sure to come back to varsity sports our last episode of the year tear down the <laughs> down the cheek for me and alex but uh, last episode we will uh, get you caught up with everything going around the area Alex, you do a great job with that. Thanks for all the help this year. Hey, you too, buddy. Always a blast. This is is as good as it gets. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.